Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Murray's Minute. It's brought to you by me, Murray Minter 75. This week it's going to be quite simple what I'm going to be speaking about. I'm going to be speaking about one thing and one thing only this week and that is my beloved football team, Hibernian Football Club. I'm going to say obviously what I need to say regarding this week. Um, If you agree with me, stick around to the end of the podcast and just as I say stick around and see if you agree with me or not. Uh, If you don't agree with me please listen and... uh, yeah, we'll see how we get on. So guys, to start the episode off quite simply, I just need to ask everybody a simple, very, very simple question, and that is what is going on at Hibs just now? Um, it's really difficult to kind of comprehend what's going on at Hibs just now, the way that things are going, you know... The football that we are playing just now is really, really poor. The results just aren't there. The, you know, style of play isn't there. And to be quite honest, the atmosphere amongst the fans, to be quite honest, is, is turning quite a bit. Um, Obviously, if you've not been paying attention, Hibs threw away another winning position on Saturday there. They were 2-0 up at home to Ross County and ended up drawing the game 2-2. Um... Ross County hitting back within the last 15 minutes of the game on Saturday there, leading to a lot of people, including myself, calling for the manager's head. Um, I find it difficult to really speak about Hibs just now without getting really, really angry. Unfortunately, the way that things are being done just now at the club, it's really, really it's difficult to comprehend what's actually going on because, unfortunately, the club have been really, really silent on this matter. Um, I don't really understand why that is because we've never been quiet before. Even when we were, you know, we had Terry Butcher in charge, when we had Pat Fenlon in charge, we were never silent. We were always talking about, you know, the good, well, what good we were hoping to achieve, you know, what could be expected, you know, what, you know, what what could we go on and, again, what could we go on and achieve with what we've got, you know, how good it was going to be when we got it right and things like that. And unfortunately, it never really worked, whereas now we've just not said anything, which I'm very, very shocked at, and I'm very, very shocked that Leanne Dempster, of all people, has been very quiet on this matter. Um, I don't understand that at all, to be wholeheartedly honest, because, again, she's not been one for keeping her opinions to herself. I think that's very evident to say, and I think that's that's very fair to say, to be honest. But, I mean, listen, this isn't a dig at Leanne. It's not a dig at anybody in the boardroom at Hibs just now. I just really want them to see. I want them to try and feel what we are feeling as fans, because as supporters... Obviously, we are entitled to our own opinions, which obviously a lot of us are quite happy to put across. I'm one of the people who believe that a supporter's job is to support. You know, support them during the 90 minutes. Of course, have your say on social media and everything like that after the game, by all means. Um, But for the most part, you should be looking to support your team. You know, going back to Saturday there, uh, what I found is people were just so quick to get on top of people and they were so quick to get on top of the players and again, unfortunately, it's like we're singling players out again because 
Um, on Saturday there, you know, Stephen Mallon couldn't do right for doing wrong. I felt he actually played... I'm not going to say I felt he played brilliantly on Saturday because I think I'd be lying if I said that. But I think he played okay. Um, Camberry, I felt, came in for a wee bit of scapegoating. But unfortunately, Camberry's was... I think was quite justified because Camberry's a really, really frustrating player just now. The guy has got potential there to be a really, really quality player. Um... But unfortunately, at this moment in time, it just doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be clicking for him, and it's a bit of a shame because, you know, as I say, he's got all that potential there. But you know, take Saturday for example, you know, his hold up play wasn't that great, first touch wasn't that great, and this the thing that gets me, and it gets me in a lot of ways, is the fact that he is capable of doing the simple things and yet he chooses not to. There were so many times that he was trying wee fancy flicks and back heels and it just didn't work. You know what I mean? It just didn't work in my eyes. And he gave possession of the ball away quite a lot. He missed one or two great chances. So, he rightly came in for a wee bit of criticism on Saturday. But, unfortunately... It just that just seemed to be the way that players were were getting criticised, and in a lot of ways, rightly so, because you know, again, a fan's job, a sorry, a supporter's job is of course to have their own opinion, um, and I, I and in a lot of ways, you know, you're going to get people who express that in different ways. As I've already said, personally speaking, I believe that if you're a supporter, you know, you support them for the ninety minutes, go home. Have your, your rant and rave on social media, as I do. Um, and then go again the next again week. And obviously some people don't want to do that. Some people want to rant and rave at the game. And again, I think that's 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 justified. And obviously I think people want to... I'm not going to say want to be negative. I think people are going to look at it and say, well, I pay my money to be here. If I want to be negative, then I can be, which is fine. Um... But, I mean, Hibs are in just such a sorry state of affairs just now. You know, no wins since the opening day of the season. Um, Yeah, they've got the, the League Cup semi-final to look forward to, but we're not going to win that, let's be honest. I think uh, if we can keep that scoreline respectable, I think that's probably a, a bonus in itself. Um, I don't believe that the manager is the right man. Again, I've made that abundantly clear on the channel. Um, I just I don't believe that the guy is the the right person in charge. And as I say on Saturday, that was the first time that I'd really heard people turn on him in the stadium and telling him to get to Francis. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm trying not to swear on the channel. A on the podcast, <laughs> different on the channel. If you want to hear me swear, go to the channel. Um, but no, I mean, I just to me. Heckenbottom just, I don't actually think he's got a clue, to be honest. I mean, when he first came in, and everybody was kind of shocked that he got the job in the first place, um, including myself, um, but you know, he came in and and the next thing you know, he's, he's, he's talking, talking a good game, you know, he's, he's, he's talking what he wants to do, how he feels that the club is going to go. And, you know, for the first, I don't know, the first couple of games of the season, everything that he 
was trying to put into play was coming off. And then, obviously, he lost players, like he lost Omionga, he lost McNulty, he released Mark Milligan, he released uh, Marvin Bartley. Now, I'm going to speak about Mark Milligan and um, Marvin Bartley more in a second, so just bear with me. But, you know, he lost a lot of players. He brought in a lot of players. I think he brought in 10 players during the first uh, summer transfer window. And of those 10 players, I don't actually think there's any of them that stick out. You know, there's no a, a player there that I can say, you know, this guy's class. Uh, I think, if I'm going to be honest enough to say, I think all his signings, I think that right back, that James, is probably the best one. I think he is the long-term solution to David Gray. Um, You know, there's just, to me, we didn't bring any in anybody that, a real note and the, the, the signings just now are they doing are they doing it I feel sorry for big Christian Deutsch because I feel that the guy tries to do the best he can you know I think he is the kind of player that unfortunately he needs he's a confidence player I think if he gets that that league goal that first league goal I think he'll move on for there and I think he'll be a good player but until he gets that, it's going to be difficult to see what he can actually do. So, it's... I mean, Vera doesn't... I feel like I'm being really harsh on Josh Vera because, again, I actually see what he, what he's trying to bring to the club, but unfortunately, it's just not working for him. Again, Adam Jackson, I feel sorry for because I actually think he's a no-bad centre-half. Um, but again, it's, I just, I mean, I really didn't see what these guys bring to the team at this moment in time, and that just might be a, a complete contradiction on my behalf, but, I mean, at this precise moment in time, the signings are not working. They're not bringing, to me, they're not, they're not bringing it, right? That's not to say that they won't, I hope they do. Um, but, you know, I didn't understand why everything worked so well for Heckenbottom when it wasn't his team. It wasn't his team, and he were getting results. It is his team, and we're not getting results. That I find really odd. Um, and the thing is, it's, it's not to say at times that we're not playing, we're not playing alright football, you know, we're playing okay, and you know the results just under there. But we've threw away thirteen points for winning positions this season. That's unacceptable. We've won, I think it's one in our last 10, 11 league games. That's unacceptable. Do I believe he's the right man in charge? No. Um, do I want somebody else in charge? I think that's fairly obvious. Um, who that might be, I don't know. Um, I, I'm open to all all ideas just now. Uh, a good friend of mine at the football seems to think that if Heckenbottom goes, the next managers or the intern managers will be David Gray and uh, 
Darren, Fer- uh, Darren Ferguson, shut up Stephen, um, Darren McGregor, which, again, I'm no, I'm not, not open to the idea, but I would like a, a more experienced man in charge. I would actually like him to go and show a wee bit of ambition with a managerial candidate, to be honest, and if it meant breaking the bank a wee bit for him, then I would actually expect that. Because the thing is, unfortunately, where Hibs are concerned just now, we're debt-free. We have no excuses now about going away and trying to really push the boat out and trying to get either new signings in or, you know, a good, real, top-class manager. We haven't got any excuses now. So I find that difficult to believe that, like, when I hear people say, oh, you know, we've, we've not got the money, where about? Again, if you're debt-free and you've got a multi-billionaire who's just bought the club, that shouldn't be an excuse. In an ideal world, that shouldn't be an excuse. Obviously, this isn't an ideal world, so, you know, there might be things there that I don't understand and there might be things there that I'm not quite on top of. Sorry, I'm halfway through a yawn there, sorry. <laughs> That's what Folly and Hibs does to you. Um, no, I mean, it's just, it's really, it, it's... Uh, I find it, as I say, I find it hard to speak about Hibs just now without really getting annoyed or angry or just frustrated because I think that's what Hibs are doing to us just now. They're really frustrating us. Um, I don't know. But anyway, as I already said there, you know, I wanted to talk about Milligan and um, Marvin Bartley. Now, I know I wasn't Mark Milligan's biggest fan, it has to be said, because I'm, I never once said the guy wasn't a good football player, but he just didn't date it for me. I preferred Marvin Bartley in that role as to Mark Milligan. That's just my opinion. Okay? When he played for Hibs and when he was there, I'd done my best to support him. But there was times where, again, very, very frustrating player because he was all backwards. You know, he was all backwards. He was all sideways passing. He never, ever, he never tried to play the ball forward. And, you know, say what you want about Marvin Bartley. He done that. You know, he roared into tackles. He always looked up and go, tried to get the, the ball forward as much as he could. Um... And just as I say, I, I preferred him to to Mulligan. Right? Again, that's my opinion. I mean, if you look at the, the job that Marvin Bartley is doing for Livingston just now, it just shows how much we miss him. Um, and can I just say, we're playing Livingston there on Wednesday, and I'll bet you, I'm willing to go out on record now, I bet he scores against us because... He's, you know, he's he done for Livingston there on the on last Saturday against Kilmarnock. What he never done for Hibs, and he had a he had a couple of shots at goal. You know, I think I seen him had have about three or four shots on goal, and he never ever done that for Hibs. So I'm I'm hoping that he doesn't score against us on uh, on Wednesday, but we'll see. Ah, uh, see, this is what talking about Hibs does to you, just. It makes you frustrated, it does, it gives you a couple of mere grey hairs and what you had before you started speaking about them. Ugh. Right, anyway guys, I'm going to leave the podcast there. 
um, just now. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please obviously listen to the podcast. Uh, you know, give me a follow uh, on Spotify and everything like that. Uh, if you're on YouTube, look out for the channel Murray Winter Seventy Five. Go over there, check out my content, and uh, give me uh, a like and subscribe. Have a look for me on Twitter, it's at Murray1875, and look for me on Instagram as well, it's uh, MurrayWinter75. But that being said, guys, enjoy your week's work, and I shall see you all next week, and uh, for more chats about the week's comings and goings in Scottish football. See you later, bye.